What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of <clears throat> Off the Rails Podcast. I'm one of the hosts of the show out here in the Midwest, Anthony Verasso, as usual, joined by my former college roommate, one of my good friends, Mikey McCarthy, back in the North. What's up, buddy? See, you're still driving me nuts with that Midwest. Because like it pisses me off how you call it and they call it Midwest. I'm talking about you North Dakotians. That's what they call them. I don't know if that's what they call them up there. But first of all, I'm not a North Dakotian. It's just where I live. Well, well North Dakotian as of right now. That's no. I'm just. I'm not from here. It's just where I live. Okay. You can keep telling yourself that. I will just keep like telling in, myself. Okay. Yep. Just like the Fenway Park hat that we've already been over. <laughs> It's a nice hat. I didn't say it wasn't a nice hat. Hey, man, I'm seeing a concert at Fenway Park in the summer, man. So how can I not wear the hat? Who are you going to see? The the hat, the hat does not represent a team. It represents the stadium, which is owned by who? Okay, John Henry, home of the fill in the blank, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Fuck off. They're going to be playing a home game there January 1st. Yeah, no shit. That drives me nuts, too. Hey, in all seriousness, how long until like he tries to get Liverpool to play there? Oh, I'm surprised that hasn't even happened yet. Why not? Get a friendly effect? It, oh, pro- that it probably cool. has happened, and no one over here is just giving a shit about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I would probably want to see that. I'd, I'd probably go, too. I'm not going to lie. And I would root against Liverpool just out of spite. Like, when they have the, the college football there, I do think it's a badass setup at Fenway. Yeah, except when it's BC playing, it's like, oh, 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 they're playing. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll pass. <laughs> who who would tickle your fancy for you to have to go watch that? Uh, it's got to be like a, well, I mean, if it's going to be played at Fenway, it's got to be like a, a team from like somewhat in the area. So BC is probably the best team in the area. So it's got to be that team. But I would, you know, I know they've played Notre Dame there in the past. That's probably a good sell. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather see BC take on a freaking, you know, a top ten ranked team. I know noted, but like I'm sick. Like I don't know. BC plays Notre Dame. What every every other year? I think it is or something like that. So it's like get some new blood in there. I want to see some. I want to like if it was BC against like I don't know Oklahoma or BC against. I, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna go as far as to say Alabama, but even like NDSU. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. Even kidding. better. Even better, dude. Even better. Not that fake ass team. Dude, imagine if they got USC to play there. I used to love that team. It'd be an odd amount of teeth in the stands. A what? And I said there would be an odd amount of teeth in the stands. If it was USC? No, I was talking about North Dakota State. Oh, oh no. Please. They 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 play fake opponents, man. NDSU. That's why I laugh at the college. We, I was at the store the other day, so it was my Someone girlfriend's on the Red birthday Sox over the from weekend. North Dakota. What? Someone on the Red Sox is from North Dakota. I want to say it's Matt Strom. Who cares? Anyway, so <laughs> we go to a store the other day. You know what? It's a lefty pitcher because I saw a dumb story. He's actually from West Fargo. The so, one <laughs> the one store in North Dakota. Go ahead. Yes. It's called the Shields, which is basically like Dick's Sporting Goods, okay? And they uh, they have like, you know, like in college, they have those trophies, like the wooden things with the clear piece in the middle. It's like the trophy when you win a D1 college title. So they have like five of them on the shelf because NDSU's won like nine out of the last 11. And so we were walking. Pretty good. 
Yeah. So we were walking and there was people around me and I love to try to like get people like all pissed off and whatever and aggravate them. So I was like, oh, hey, to my girlfriend, I was like, do you want to see a joke? And she's like, yeah, why? And I pointed to the, one of the trophies. I said, this fucking shit. And I just started like laughing. Dude, like people get like wicked pissy and they start giving you dirty looks. So you just laugh. Yeah, because it's what they root for. They don't have professional sports teams out there. That's what's relevant to them. It's not even like uh, it's not even like they're not a like a college team. They don't even play the top teams in college football, Mikey. That's the problem with it. Oh, they I'm gonna, I'm they gonna, stay gonna... playing in like a tier two. At least, at least the UND hockey team plays legit hockey programs. Like they play yeah, they're BC. Legit. They're they play legit. BU. So like I can respect that, but. You're gonna turn me into the biggest North Dakota State fan in the world. <laughs> it's coming, dude, dude, dude. It's coming. It's coming. You and the best quarterback of all time, Carson Wentz. You're just gonna see me one day, just decked out in a North Dakota State T-shirt and like team shorts and shit. Dude, they're fucking jerseys, okay? That the actual team wears. What are they like called? The ones- are they what? called the Bison or something like that? Uh, with a Z, it's the Bison. If you don't say it right, they get all bitchy. But Mikey. <laughs> Their regular home and road uniforms look like something you'd pick up off the rack at Target. Yeah, the green and yellow and white, right? Yeah, they're pathetic. Yeah, it's not a good mix. But but you know what's been sort of on my mind? Because was so I went into a uh, a store. I don't want to throw them under the bus. It's not, I'm not really throwing them under the bus. I'm just kind of busting their bus, But you can probably figure it out. <clears throat> what I'm saying. I usually buy a lot of socks here, sweatpants, shorts. But every time I go in to this store, there's always women's shoes. They never have a men's section of shoes. Do you have any idea what store I could be talking about? There's always women's shoes. There's a freaking like six aisles full of women's shoes. There's never, there's never shoes for men. And by the way, I think they're profiling men, uh, men, and I'm about to take a case against them because I took a piss in the store today. And what do you know? There's there's a camera. There's a camera pointed. No, it's like outside the bathroom. So it's, it's not in, but it's pointed right at the men's entrance. I don't see a camera toward the woman's entrance. And it's like, it's not like, it's not like the woman, the woman's bathroom doesn't even look visible from the camera, which I'm just like, huh, these people are profiling over here, huh? Uh, is it a store at the plaza? Um... It's a chain, I would say. It's a plaza. I don't know. I I I don't know it, but like, I'll I'll put it this way. I probably wouldn't ever buy underwear here because every time you go look at it, like half of them are open. <laughs> you have any idea what store I'm talking about? <laughs> no, dude, come on. Like, it's did like, we ever go there in college? <sighs> See, it's not like at like a. I I don't really think it's at like a mall. It's just kind of like it's a chain where you'd see like. Not really in a mall, but like in like a little plaza strip. One of them, know. one of them begins with an M. The other one begins with a T. They're oh yeah, 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 yeah. I had them. I lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one right by me here, and I lived by both of them in Maine. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And the other one's <laughs> two words begins with a T and an M. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Those two stores, man. They ne- they don't sell men's shoes. I mean, not that I would really ever buy, but like. Know, like you want a cheap pair of like running shoes just to get grab something like that? Yeah, that, I'm I do that all day. But no, they just got women's shoes and and their and their cameras to, in the bathroom area pointed right at the men, uh, men's bathroom. I'm about to go. I'm about to go find a different Marshalls at some point because you know I'm I'm such a busy guy. I might not have time to do it. But there goes uh, the fucking guessing game. Yeah, I might I might I might try to seek out a few other Marshalls in the. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> 
make sure you bleep that out. And uh, <laughs> I might go on a hunt and try to find and find some bathrooms and uh, see what's going on with those cameras. Oh God, that's the, no wonder why they see you coming in a store. Do obviously got to put a fucking camera on. Well, the first thing, I, well, the first thing I do is go for the bathroom. I don't even look at the clothes yet. Yeah, only you no and my me. grandfather got to piss every thirty seconds. Yeah, fair enough. So, what else has been going on with you over there in the East Coast? Uh, it's been getting warm. I'm burnt to a crisp. You know your boy, uh, your boys are undefeated now still. Oh, oh, and the, and the softball there. Yeah, yeah. Well. You guys like NDSU. That's why you like them so much. You just you keep playing the nobody opponents. You beat up on them, so you feel like the big man on campus. Hey, the team. That, hey, the team that beat us last year in the playoffs beat us like thirty six to twelve. So we and the team and we just played them and won. Yeah, every dog has their day. That's fine. Yeah, well, we've had three days apparently. Yeah, so you're gonna lose the next one because we would always go. Um, one and three, but that math is oh, impossible. Yeah, that math is impossible now. What? By the way, what is the fucking super follow on Twitter? Who cares? I don't even care. I think it just means like I'm not even gonna try to fucking say anything. And by the way, with Twitter, you know what's really annoying is if you like something, your entire timeline gets flooded with it. Like I uh, last week, I think it was. It's called. It's called. Don't laugh at the title because I know you. It's called it's called house porn, and dude, uh, there's some like yeah. sick places on here. Okay, I liked one of them. I think I commented, and now my entire Twitter timeline is just house porn. Yeah, I mean it's not as bad as yeah. Holy shit, that thing is flying low. It's uh, it's not. Um, geez, that freaking that freaking thing in the air just made me lose my train of thought. Well, get it back. So, all right, what do you say we get to work, Mikey? Yeah, let's. Let's hit the right. road. Okay. Well, this first segment on Mikey's Boston Bruins is brought to you by Body Check Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com and use promo code OCS, all caps, for all your CBD needs. Well, Mikey, right before we're getting on here, it's uh, Monday. That's when we're recording. Your Boston Bruins have fired head coach Bruce Cassidy. Cassidy took over, I believe, in 17 when they asked uh, Stanley Cup coach Claude Julien. Do you think this is the right move? Absolutely not. I mean, is it is it fair to pin a little bit of blame on Bruce Cassidy? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at some of those Game 7s over the years. They haven't won those. But look, I mean, he's – I think Bruce Cassidy's been a damn good coach since he's been here. His record speaks for itself. I mean, I just think this team – I think the ownership and the general manager, Don Sweeney and Cam Daly as a group are just, I don't know, all guy. those three guys seem like they're untouchable and they're always going to do what the players want them to do, which kind of brings me to my next point. I wonder if, I wonder if a lot of the Bruins players were sitting there like guys like Bergeron, Martian, you know, cause they have, they have a lot of pull on this team. Whatever they want seems to happen, but you know, I don't want to jump the gun here and, and go over what you might if it's if this is what you're leading into, but I don't know. I feel I feel like if I feel like if Bergeron was really coming back, it'd be for the same head coach. I don't think Bergeron would come back and play for a brand new coach under a brand new system, especially when there's all these injuries floating around. No, it, it definitely wasn't the right one. So here's my thing. And when I first saw it, I I was with you. I'm like, yeah, wrong move. It's uh Don Sweeney, the guy that should be fired. He 
blew those three first-round picks in 2015. He's constantly losing trades. He can't draft. And the more I sit here and I think about it, you know, Cassidy, his demise when he coached Washington in the early 2000s was, you know, he grew where he, like he ran his players down quick because he'd call them out in the media all the time and, you know, shit like that. I, you've been on that for quite some time where the players have a ton of pull in that locker room. Just last year, you know, they wanted uh, Tuca in the playoffs, even though he was injured instead of Swayman. And so that's something you've been on. And the more I think about it, I'm starting to buy into your narrative because, you know, maybe all of a sudden now Bergeron comes back for one more season. And if you remember, there was another center on this team that was very outspoken that he wasn't able to play with David Pasternak and then those who just lit it up in the world championships. Maybe Krejci comes back for one more run. Look, if that happens, I mean, the writing's definitely on the wall. I just think, I just think, is if you're going to come back for one more season, why are you going to do it with a brand new head coach? That's just, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially, like you said, what do they have for defense, though? Like, cool, you can bring back Krejci. Fine, bring him back. Marshan's still not ready till December. McAvoy still isn't ready till December. What are you going to do on defense? Brandon Carlo's a freaking stiff. Like, these are all Don Sweeney's guys. Stiffs after stiff after stiff. Bruce Cashman should still be here. Should absolutely, absolutely still be here. And and on top of it, on top of it all, he's he's shown he can make the adjustments. Look, Almark wasn't great in that in that opening playoffs. So what did he do? He went to Swayman. I absolutely the I absolutely the right move. But and he and, and he's also not afraid to shake the lines up on the fly as well. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect going forward. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I just. It is a very puzzling thing because they had great success instantaneously with Bruce Cassidy. Made the playoffs every year he was their head coach. Uh, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals 60 minutes away from winning it in 2019. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe this is the last ploy to try to keep Bergeron for another year. I don't know. It's a great point you bring up, though. If you have Bergeron back and you get Krejci back, the defense really isn't all that what it's cracked up to be. Like, I like McAvoy. Stud, is he a number one? Probably, yes. I'm not – I again, I've been against that Hampus Lindholm since since the second they got him, and then they gave him that big eight-year deal. I haven't liked that. Their defense still is suspect. And getting back to McAvoy real quick, this was the first season he never really had a deal with an injury that took him a while to get over. So – you know, if we're going to go by history, maybe that all of a sudden lurks back up. Now you're really reeling on the back end. So it's just a puzzling move. I don't know where they're going to go from there. I mean, John Butchergross of ESPN has been tweeting out coaches next to items today to try to hint at some things. Earlier, he had one on um, Rick Tockett next to Gritty. Uh, not Rick Tockett next to Gritty. It was uh, John Tortorella. And then someone found one where last year he had Taylor Hall next to the picture of the skyline of Boston. So it's kind of like one of those things. And right before we hopped on, I saw the torch posted a picture of Cam Neely. The next picture was Rick Tockett, who's on TNT. So who knows what they're going to do. Um, but they have a short, short window with the rest of this core. Oh, my. Like, you know what this stinks of, too? Okay. We already have McAvoy out. We already have Marchand out. Bergeron's going through a surgery if he even comes back. The defense still isn't great. You're gonna bring in a new head coach now. So when, so in October and November, when the team is freaking pitiful, it's oh, we'll give it time. Guys are injured. We also 
is also a new head coach, and their guys are still trying to feel him out. It's gonna be su- It's it's gonna be the biggest excuse going when this team is straight ass up toward Thanksgiving time. Well, think about it too. How long does it take for a team to adapt to a new coach's system? Right, like almost half a season, and you're not gonna get. This is tying into another portion of this Bruins segment: the Bruins injuries. Okay, you just said it. Martian's out for six months. McAvoy's out six months. Grizzly six months. You know that's a big chunk of your core. That's going to be out to November, December, and now you got to try to get them up to speed with the system, get their legs back. Like it's shaped up to be a very, very sketchy season coming up for the Bruins. Yep, yep. And and, and I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Don Sweeney get in front of a microphone. Like I said, second week in November, the team's in the toilet, and I like I I would love to see. Uh, him answer some questions on that. I would love it. Is Don Sweeney the dumbest guy to come out of Harvard? <laughs> yeah. The fact that he even went to Harvard just like made me raise my, I mean, like, yeah, it makes you raise your eyebrows. Like what? So I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, somebody I was talking to a couple weeks ago was saying to get rid of him because Cassidy, that is, you know, he didn't like that the Bruins couldn't win on the road, but it's also like, yeah, the Rangers barely won on the road against Carolina in that playoff series. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of yeah. weird. The more I think about it, I think it's a ploy. One last effort to try to get Bergeron back and to even extend the olive branch to Krejci because obviously Krejci and Pasternak have teamed up this summer, did excellent at the World Juniors, and Pasternak had that video and trying to get him back, and Krejci just smiled. He didn't say no. So we'll see. Maybe that's something the Bruins are going to try to rekindle for one more run. I just, I can't wait to see what it all looks like with whoever comes in. I mean, who I'll do you think? They'll have, they'll have a hell of a fucking top six forwards, Mikey. If you can have your second line, Krejci, Pasternak, and Taylor Hall, that's that's a lot of teams' first lines. Yeah, but that's going to be your first line until January. And then guess what? You get reinforcements that is almost like a midseason trade. And you have no defense, so who the hell knows where the hell you're going to be. And, and yeah, even Grizzlick's out. Not the biggest fan of Grizzlick anymore, me. But, you know, he's one of your guys. Who else do you have back there? I mean, look. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, by the way, here comes Jacob Zaboral again. We, we got to listen to that big freaking stiff. Who who drafted him again? Oh, oh, the guy that just fired uh, Bruce Cassidy. Who was – who? Yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's, it's shaping up to be quite, quite the beginning of the season. Yeah, I just – it wouldn't. And watch the Bruins will tank. They'll get this Connor Bedard kid who's supposed to be the next great thing, and then run shit around the NHL just to nah. be a pain in the ass. Oh no, but oh no, but oh, but Bedard will be here though. He'll be here for three years. They'll ship his ass out of town, get shit back in return for him, and we'll be in the same spot. Well, isn't Pasternak up after next season too? Yeah. Yeah. See, the more I think about it, they're trying to. I think they're going to try to. Bring one last kick at the can with this crazy Pasternak thing. See, I'm so sick of, I'm so sick of the one last kick at the can thing. I've been, I've been hearing one last kick at the can for the last seven years since Char's been here too. How do you think a non-Bruins fan likes here? That's all we got to hear is, oh, one more year of Boston, one more year of Boston. Meanwhile, the Celtics are going to the NBA championship, or they're probably going to win it. The Bruins, you know, they have a solid stretch of the season that makes you think they can win it. Like it's every year. When it comes to the Bruins, I don't, I don't have much faith toward the, uh, toward the end of the, at least toward the year. Is your owner John Henry going to give you tickets for the Winter Classic? Give me tickets? Yeah. You mean just hand them to me? 
Yeah, I mean, doesn't he like you? John Henry? Yeah, that guy. I'm sure that guy loves me. <laughs> well, his Pittsburgh Penguins will be playing a home game. Fucking guy. He, uh, he's well, not like he's he's not in it for the money anymore. I mean, he's not in it anymore. I don't think he ever really was, but at some point, I think he actually gave a fuck. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, real quick, one more Bruins note. If you're all set with them, Patrice Bergeron wins his fifth career Selkie Trophy as the uh, top defensive forward in the NHL. My opinion, obvious pick. Despite not being a Bruins fan, he is one of my all-time favorite players. Let me ask you this, Mikey, real quick on the subject. Do they should they name the trophy after Patrice Bergeron? Uh sure. Really? I mean, is is it gonna bother me if they do or is it gonna bother me if they don't? No. Am I gonna care if they do? No. I'm a no. Because then you get now you got to change it every time somebody breaks yeah. an award, and then I someone like breaks that. Bergeron's award in twenty years. Now you got to name it the friggin' Joe McCarthy Award. <laughs> Maybe that person will like you with the same last name. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else on the Bruins? Can we talk about the other NHL teams right now that's still playing? Yeah, yeah. Please do because this fucking team. All right, let's go in the uh, Western Conference. The Colorado Avalanche have a three-game snun lead up on the Edmonton Oilers. The last two games, they've had their backup goaltender, Pavel Francois, in net. He's that offhand goalie. Are you surprised that the Oilers didn't take advantage of this guy? Did you just say Francois? Yeah. Oh, must be French. Yeah, well, it is, right? I thought it was Francois. Oh, maybe it is, but I wanted to sound sophisticated. Oh shut up! No, but look, I think I think I think Colorado is playing pretty dangerously right now because out of the four teams left, look, I'd give I'd give them I'd give them the slight edge over Edmonton and Net, but I don't love Colorado and Net. I think they're really sketchy. I think they're getting away with with uh, I don't want to say a little bit of luck, but look, if you put up five, four or five goals a game, you don't really have to worry about it. But yeah, I think. I think it's a little sketchy over there in net, and I think Edmonton should have at least a game. I cannot believe the Oilers have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, even though he's injured, I'd take mm-hmm. him over pretty much almost everybody else. Vander Kane. Um, a Vander Kane who was lighting it up. Lead Zach the league Hyman's, in points. Hyman's had a hell of a playoffs, and they're still lost the last two games to something called the Pavel Francois or whatever his name is in net. It just it baffles me. This guy couldn't even stop a beach ball two years ago, but you know what? I love the story on the kid. He comes in, he's making the most out of his opportunities. And to be honest, I feel more confident in him than I do Darcy Kemper. Dar- I've never been a fan of Kemper. He's always been a guy that bounced around, got a little bit of luck in Arizona when they were in the bubble. Like, nah, doesn't do it for me. I am pulling like crazy for Colorado to win the cup. And I'll tell you why in a little while. But I want Colorado to win the cup. Oh, I know why. Why? I can, th- I can tell you why. Because what's his name said no to go there. Exactly. So no, let's jump yeah. over to the Eastern Conference. The Toronto. <laughs> you dick. You dick. What? Nothing. Yeah, I want the Colorado Avalanche to win. So Claude Giroux has to sit there, Mr. Fucking Gingerbeard, and be like, oh, maybe I picked the wrong team, even though I tried to st- strong harm Philly. Good. Good. I'm glad you got your fucking ass swept in the second round of Tampa Bay. I'm so happy that happened. Now sit there and watch Colorado raise the cup in like two weeks. Jackass. Yeah. I That's why I'm glad. Too. I'm glad the Flyers didn't commit to bringing him back. The fact that he had the balls, he had the balls to say that. 
well, I'll only go here if you agree to resign me in the offseason. Who the Jeff- hell are you, dude? Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a solid rant. But just real Thanks. quick, I think I, I think Colorado is living a little dangerously because no, no matter who they play in the cup, it's I don't think they're gonna be I don't think they're gonna be scoring four or five goals every game like they are now at least at the very least four or five goals a game, and I I think it might be to them because I still don't trust any of their goal. T- I mean what what the hell what the hell happened in game one? What was it eight to six? Are you shitting me? Yeah. Like are you shitting me? <laughs> Both goalies had three each. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Colorado's definitely gonna tighten it up defensively. They can. They got Byram. They got McCarth. Devon Taves has had a hell of a season, so we'll see. But uh, over in the Eastern Conference, I said Toronto. I should have said Tampa Bay. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. But <laughs> Lightning, they trailed the Rangers two games to one. Big win for the Lightning the other day to get back into the series. They get a goal from Andre Pallant with 41 seconds left to win 3-2 to two at home. Any concern about the Lightning in the series? Nope. You know what this brings me back to? The first series against Toronto. I know – I. I know the Rangers have a little bit more of a lead in the series at 2-0, now 2-1, but it just seemed like every at every point in that in that Leaf series, Toronto had a chance to put them away, put their hands on their throats. They couldn't do it. Here you go with here you go with the Rangers, you know. Chance to really go up in the series three games to none. Put your hands in their throat. They let them back in the game. They end up winning. I don't I don't know. I I, I still feel like Tampa's gonna claw it out. I see. Here's the thing, because I was talking to my brother about it, and he thought the series was over before yesterday's game. And I was like, honestly, Tampa can go down 0-3, and I still would not count them out. Like I just think when they want to play, they're going to play. Obviously, they have a lot of tired legs. They've played all the way to the cup and won it the last two years. Vasilevsky did look shaky in New York. I didn't get to catch much of the game on Sunday, but I mean, Shesterkin. Ever since he got yanked back-to-back games in that Pittsburgh series. I feel like he's been pretty fucking ballsy in net, and it's really hard to pick against him right now. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm ugh. fucking who am I to say <clears throat> the Rangers can't win the series? I just think they had a big opportunity to really put a a stranglehold against against Tampa Bay, and they didn't and they didn't capitalize on it, especially especially when you're up two zero and you had you had a two goal lead. Like, come on. Right. No, I'm with you. I, You know, that could be one where they look back and kick themselves for it. But here's the thing, too. I mean, you're getting Zabanajad, who's been hot all playoffs long. Fox Kreider. started the chip in. Kreider is another one. Keeps fucking scoring. If they can just get a little more out of Panarin, and I know he's injured, a little bit more. Like, that team is going to be something dangerous for this season. They're definitely going to be something dangerous for years to come. Adam Fox is going to be the best defenseman in this league for a long time. He's a stud. He's he he will be the best defenseman in this league. I agree. Uh, do I agree? Yeah, probably. I, I, do like, I mean, he's better than McAvoy. I do like him better than McCarr. I really, I know, you know, Matt McCarr. McCarr he's up there too, man. It's hard to bet against him. He's I, good, but I feel like McCarr's, you know, fifty-one forty-nine, more of an offensive defenseman type. He thing. is. So it's he like is. he skates like an offensive player. He's phenomenal. I fucking wish Philly took him, but whatever. But I, I just – I like Fox's game. There's really no panic. You know, he'll take a hit. Smooth, yeah. So, uh, so, all right, so you think the Oilers are done? Oilers are – oh, yeah. I think Me the Oilers too. are done. And then what do you think? 2-1 right now in favor of the Rangers. Do the Lightning come back and win? I, I say, yeah. I say no. I think they're going to run out of steam at the very end. I just – but, hey, 
I'll say this of of the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, the the Eastern Conference teams have the superior goaltending by oh, absolutely. freaking far. By far. That's why I say I think I think when you get in these close games and you're not scoring four or five goals a game, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I like Colorado in that spot. By the way, real quick, one more note on the NHL playoffs. Evander Kane suspended one game for his cross-checking in the boards of Nazem Kadri, the Avalanche, in game oh, three. Yeah. Did you see that? What are your yeah. thoughts on it? And he's, he's playoff hockey. Come on, man. See, if I, I would have felt better if he, like, rode him into the boards or checked him into the boards and pinned him like that. The cross-checking shit, I think it's gutless. I'm glad he got a game. But but I, I, feel, I feel like when it comes to cross I feel like a lot of guys want to sell that, specifically cross-checks. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at something else I'll tell you in a minute. But I feel, you know, Kadri's all banged up. He just had thumb surgery, so he's done for the season. Like, I don't think he was selling it. Probably not. So, real quick. <laughs> my neighbor next door is taking down his deck. Okay, it's a wooden deck. He's been taking it down for three fucking days. <laughs> he just grunted out there so loud because he loves to let people know what he's doing. And he's don't just, you, I tell you. Don't you take a, a deck th- down before the winter starts? The winter? Like, wouldn't you want to have your deck up for the summer? I don't, I, I don't know, Mike. I just kind of pretend I'm on the phone when I walk to my backyard. <laughs> So, I mean, we have to finish the story or what? What story? But the fucking guy in the deck. Yeah. So he's out there fucking yelling and grunting because he's taking this thing down piece by piece. They think they're going to fucking strike gold because they're trying to sell all the lumber. So he doesn't want to like ruin anything. And it's like, oh boy. The other day he asked me for help, right? And I was coming in from work and I was like, yeah, no, I got to write a recap story and I'll be out in 20 minutes. I never went back outside. You, you want me to help you get that thing down? Get me a few firecrackers and some bing and bangers and boomers, and I'll get that thing down real quick. Uh, yeah, for seven thousand, I'll do it. Tell them. So, but yeah, that dude, Fourth of July, right around the corner, be setting off fireworks once again out here because it's basically a holiday. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. All right, let's jump over to the NBA Finals. Yeah. This portion of the show is brought to you by Norse Beards. Head on over to www.norsebeards.com and enter promo code OCS for your top-of-the-line beardsman needs. Well, Mikey, and again, we're going to get Edom on the show. Scheduling-wise, I apologize, man. We'll get him on because I do want to hear him talk Celtics because his fucking tweets crack me up. Like, he's just all over the refs, like, in warm-ups. But... Celtics, a massive comeback, 40 points in the fourth quarter to win game one, only to get blown out of the building in game two. So the series comes to Boston, all tied up at one apiece. How do you feel about your Celtics? <clears throat> Look, they did what they had to do on the road, splitting. I still I still feel confident about my prediction of Golden State 6. I'm still leaning. I, I, I still lean that way. Well, when we recorded last week, I told you all the pressure is on Golden State. They needed to win both at home. Otherwise, I was really going to like the Celtics in six. Did I say and I six or like, seven for Golden State? I forget. I thought you said seven because I know I said Celtics in maybe, six. Okay, maybe I did say Golden State in seven then. So, why the fuck? Dude, now the weirdest picture of uh, 
Marilyn Manson just popped up on my computer, so I'm Xing that out. That <laughs> is guy, it the one? Is it the one where he's? Oh, never mind. He's in like, no, he's in like Mickey Mouse ears, and he's like painted his face. That guy creeps the shit out of me. By the way, yeah, he cut his own ribs out, didn't you? Hear I know, that? I know why he did. But anyway, why did he? Wait, what? Why did he do it? You know why? No, I don't. I, I just, I thought he just cut his rib out just because he was a weirdo. Yeah, maybe that's you know that's what he was doing, sacrificing a rib here and there. Anyway, for what? So with the Celtics, like they landed a huge punch on the chin of the of the Warriors with that win in game one because Al Horford continues to step up in massive games for this team. You saw him do it a couple times uh, against Milwaukee to win that series. He's already done it once in the finals. And oh, by the way, the only reason why the Celtics lost game two, for the most part, you got two points from Marcus Smart, Al Horford, like. When the Celtics don't score, they don't win. But when they want to score, they can beat anybody at any given time. And I think that's kind of what it is. If the Celtics want to show up, they're going to win. But I think a lot of it has to do with, with you know, I think they got a little bit of luck in Game One. I don't think you're gonna, I don't think you're gonna do that again in the fourth quarter against Golden State. So, so they got that out of the way. But in Game Two, it just seemed. Look, Golden State did something that all these other teams were. All these other teams were allowing Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Derek White. They were just kind of daring them to shoot. And like you said, when they're hitting, they're hitting. They're hard to beat. But when you, if you're playing defense on them toward the three-point line, suddenly all those shots, shots aren't falling anymore. And when you're shooting with confidence, it's it's a whole lot different than when you're just, I don't know, not shooting as much and, and, and the ball's not falling as much. Well, I definitely think their defense, Golden State's defense, played totally different in game two. You could tell the Celtics felt rushed. They didn't feel comfortable with it. So we'll see what they do in Boston. But you want to talk about luck. How about lucky that Draymond Green didn't get tossed out the other night tackling um, Jalen Brown when he shot up that three? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, Jalen Brown, yeah. Dude. And then fucking Draymond tries to pants him while he's trying to stand up. Like, what the hell was that about? You see his comments after? He's like, oh, I've earned earned my... uh... He basically said, I'm paraphrasing. He basically like, I've earned my stripes in this league. So, like, the referee is going to, like, ben- give me the benefit of the call. I know. Why would you do that? That's you know what that's I'm saying? Like, if, if I'm a referee, I hear that. I'm like, oh, yeah, buddy? Wait till next game when I fucking tee your ass up in the first two minutes. I know. I don't get why you would do that. Like, shut the hell up. They're giving it to you. Let them deal Say with it. Say that at the end. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think. I would not be surprised if this thing comes to Boston. The next thing you know, it's 3-1 Celtics because that garden gets loud. The people get after it there. Opponents wilt. And the fact that Golden State wilted like that in game one, choked at home, I just, I think they're, they're primed to do it again. I, yeah, I mean, maybe they were a little bit too confident. I just – I don't think with the current defense that they played like they did in game two where they're pressing – you know, guys like Horford, Derek White, and Marcus Smart toward the top of the uh, three-point line. I don't think I don't think that fourth quarter or anything close to that is happening again. So, if you're gonna beat Golden State, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think you're gonna have to. I don't think you're gonna beat them by coming back in the fourth quarter. Well, let me ask you this: you know, by more than ten points. Watching the game the other day when Golden State won, I don't know. I'm like. I'd be the worst basketball coach because, like, I hate when people chuck up threes. You know, I'm watching Steph Curry just shoot three after three, and they're just all falling. But every time I'm like, dude, stop shooting threes. And then you get this guy, uh, 
I think his last name's Poole or whatever. Just yeah. walks past center court, just drills the three like it's nothing. And I and just walked off. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's it's circus ball. Yeah, I, I don't like what the game has become. Steph Curry's kind of ruined it, where you basically just chuck up a three. I like the more strategy shit, but it is impressive when you just see them hit it from anywhere in the gym. It's hilarious to me. In 50 years, it's going to be something like Celtics-Lakers in the finals. In the game, is horse. That's what's gonna, coming next. That's what's you, coming next in 50 you gotta years. you got to try and hit like a, half, uh, a full court short. Well, there you go. A full court shot for like a five point basket, yeah, something ridiculous like that. It's like, but it's it, it's frustrating though because like when you're watching the game on both ends of the floor, it's just like, dude, like this is this is this is professional basketball. Let them fucking like give them a little bit of con, like let them play a little bit. They don't let them play nearly enough the way they should. It's it's like a, it's hard to watch. It really is hard. And like I see all over Twitter, people are just like. I, I completely understand why people have a hard time watching this sport. And it's it's like, yes, thank you. Thank you for validating my thought process. Because, like, the game of basketball itself, yeah, I like it. Like, like the in the late – like, the early 2000s, those Pistons as a kid, that was sick watching all that stuff. Now it's just like it sucks. Like, the product as a whole is just so ass. Hey, real quick, let me I, – I, and I agree with you because it's one in doubt, just chuck up a three. There is no more strategy anymore, but – didn't the Bruins trade Tyler Sagan after they lost the cup in 2013? Yeah. Oh, never mind. I I read a tweet wrong, but never mind. And he was he was in the cape. He was in the cape when that happened. I know, but I just read somebody's tweet tweet the wrong way, so ignore that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, I mean, I, again, I feel really confident for the Celtics coming home. They're gonna get the calls now, so Edom can stop bitching on Twitter. Okay, and by the way, E, if you're going to, like, watch the games and tweet how bad the refs are, then just stop watching the games. You know they're going to lose, so just stop watching the games. God, I can't stand the people, like, right away just getting on the refs. But you won't have that because now it's in Boston. You know, the Celtics are going to get the calls. That, though. I don't like how, oh, we're going home now. This team's going to get the calls. Just let them fucking play it out. But, like, that's what's so, like, the NBA, out of all, out of all the major sports, the NBA – by far, has the most pull with their officially of officiating. It's it drives me nuts. They have so much control of the actual game. Yeah, because they can influence it on the scoreboard. It, yeah, which which is a reason why it it oh it sucks. It sucks. It's Think not about basketball it. anymore. Think about it. The top NHL team with a power play is 22 to twenty five percent. Right. So even if you call a penalty, they're not guaranteed to score. No. And the MLB. You can call the ball four. Yeah, the guy gets on base, but he's not guaranteed to come around. You know, you start giving teams fouls. You can take out the best player. The other team starts hitting foul shots. Like, in the NFL, whatever, you can throw a flag. But... Yeah, yeah. The NFL is comparable a little bit, but. Yeah, because they can wipe out a play. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you feel about your team coming back to Boston? It, like I said, they're probably going to split. You think so? Yeah, they'll probably split. I wouldn't be shocked. Golden State wins game three. Not going to shock me. I got the Celtics winning both in Boston. I think it's their season. They want to play. They're going to win. And I think Al Horford's going to have a huge game three. They usually bounce back pretty well off a loss. That's what I'm saying. This is – it's just – it sucks, man. Trust me. I I wanted them out with Brooklyn. And Brooklyn decided to do nothing. So, 
You have anything else on your basketball team, McCarthy? Uh, no. By the way, real quick, just want to give a shout-out to Bruce Cassidy. Always very nice and courteous to me whenever I had to do an interview with him. Not a big deal. All right, let's jump over to the NFL. Yes, it's the month of June. We're going to talk a little bit of pigskin. Can you believe training camp's already next month? No, uh, yeah, July's coming up, man. Uh, by the way, on this segment, go to www.oldcitysports.com. Old is spelled O-L-D-E. For all your favorite OCS podcasts and articles, Mike, you had an article on the Patriots on there. Uh, we're going to talk Patriots now. And What the fuck was that? That's my cat. What? There's just something wrong with you, I tell you. It's Lola. There's just something wrong with you. Um, so, let's see. Matt Patricia Ugh. was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots for a while. Went and became the head coach of the Detroit Lions for a year. How, how long was he there? Two years. Pretty much lost the locker room, I think, his first week on the job there. because everybody... when, when I look at Matt Patricia, I think of chicken palms, so... Dude, don't insult the gorgeous chicken parm sub for that tub of goo. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. So the big rumor is Pro Football Talk had a story. Got to give them the credit um, that Patricia most likely will be calling the offensive plays for the Patriots this upcoming season. Patricia, like I said, was the defensive coordinator with the Patriots for all those years. I don't like that one bit. I don't like it at all. No, look, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you there. I'm one of the biggest Belichick Bobos in the world, you know that. But look, like I said, I'm not happy about it. I'm not. I'm not optimistic about where this is headed. I think it's a very dangerous game. The Patriots, or no, not the. This is a very dangerous game. Bill Belichick is playing, especially especially with your quarterback going into your uh, his sophomore year. But, but, I'm gonna reserve judgment until they suck. Until they suck, I will reserve judgment. I don't like it, man. This is supposed to be the year when you want Mac Jones to take that jump. And now you have a guy who's got an ego the size of New York who clearly loses the locker room just by stepping in there. And he's more of a defensive guy. Yeah, I know. He's a fucking rocket scientist. I see him with his dumb beard. By the way, go to Norris Beard to help that out. Uh, And, you know, some pencil in his ear and chewing on his tongue and his backward tally. I want an offensive guy. I want a young offensive guy from college that's going to make trick plays and, you know, get some space and time in the pocket for Mac Jones. I don't want this fat lard ass, okay, who thinks he's the next genius of football just because he's making all the money from Detroit and nothing with the Patriots is because Bill Belichick gave him the job. I hate this. I think he's going to stunt any progression you would see out of Mac Jones, okay? And it's just – it's not going to work. I'm going to flat out tell you it's not going to work. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a very dangerous game, but look – they might surprise you. You never. They might surprise you. I mean, I don't know what the hell they're doing over there at Gillette Stadium. Who was the other option? Joe Judge, who, by the way, approved on third and 27 at his own three-yard line last year, a quarterback draw. I mean, what are they doing? Why, See, why aren't they paying some guy out of college? I don't even want Bill O'Brien. Give me some young kid out of college who still has acne on his face because he's that young, but he can draw up some plays to get some time and space and get these receivers and tight ends open. What are they fucking around for over there? You know why? Actually, because he's cheap. Because when I mean he, I mean uh, Patricia. Because somebody else is paying his contract. So Belichick brings him back because they don't get to pay anything. And that's why he's here. Here's the thing, too. Like, if you were going to bring back Matt Patricia, it should have been in a, def- in a defensive role. 
if you're going to bring back Joe Judge, it should have been in the special teams. Last year's special teams was a fucking joke. Do you know how many times there was there were 12 men on the field? You know, illegal formation, this shit, that shit with 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 the special teams and the defense. But like, it just feels like the Aries last year where they like were so poor, they didn't really address. And the guys that you thought they were bringing in to help with that are suddenly on the other side of the ball. And like you said, it might not work. It might be a complete disaster, which is why I think Bill is just, he's kind of putting his balls on the table here where, where it's like, if this doesn't work, he's going to get fired. He will get fired if this doesn't work. You really think so? Yeah. I absolutely. Brady's gone. The Cam Newton shit. You had Mac Jones made the playoffs. Buffalo's miles ahead of you. And then ev- everyone's questioning your decisions. And then you go out. Let's just say, let's just say they start one and three. Things are going to start heating up around here. First of all, I get it. Things are going to start to heat up because the Patriots themselves has set the threshold so high that if you don't come out of the gate a certain way, people are going to freak out. Well, let's not forget what it was like. And I don't really remember what it was like before Belichick was the head coach. Okay. You get rid of Belichick as your head coach. You're now just like the 31 other teams where, you know, you can be have some buffoon head coach that decides to pull that play the Colts did when they were going to punt it and had two guys on the line. Remember that play? Like, yeah. So just be careful one to get rid of Bill Belichick. <laughs> that I was think. hysterical, by the way. It was I've, so- never, I've never seen a sports play make me laugh quite like that. Quite like the way with the Colts tried running that, that fake punt where their punter was like, was like, so like, let's just say the ball at this line of scrimmage was at 12 o'clock on like, on a clock. Yeah. Fucking dumbass me. Yeah. 12 o'clock on a clock. Fucking. But, uh, their punter was at like four o'clock, <laughs> like twenty yards the other way too. It really made no sense. Three, 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 three dudes were standing in front of the line of scrimmage with the Patriots, and they had one dude behind behind the center. Or maybe you have a coach that decides in the Super Bowl on the one yard line to throw the ball and have it get intercepted. So just be careful with that. I think they get a GM before they fire Bill Belichick. I think they say, you know what, Bill. You lost it. Let's get somebody in here to pick the players. You just coach. They go that road. I, I, I would not. I don't think Bill. Belichick. I don't think Bill's gonna go for that because you know Bill. He's one of those guys who oh, I need. I need complete control. I need complete control. Suddenly, you take one thing away from you, strip him of this thing, that thing, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. I, just, I feel like with Bill, it's all or nothing. He, he's either here doing what he's doing, or he's not. Well, then that's on him because it's his no, own demise. No, it is demise. on him. You're, no, you're right. It is on him. It's his own demise. He's bringing back coaches just because they're cheap. He's got his kid running the defense. Love that, okay? by the way. He's probably, he's probably making like $3 and getting like a, a, a seat at the big boy table or something like that. He gets, you know what I'm saying? Home with, he gets to live at home with dad. If that's the case, then that's on Bill. But I think the Patriots, you can't get rid of Belichick. I don't think you can. I'd rather see them go a GM route and try to keep him on. If not, if he decides to leave, then that's a different story. That's on him. But if you're Bill Belichick, you're 70 years old. Are you really going to go somewhere else trying to rebuild what you just had? Like, I don't think so. I've I've said this for about 10 years now. I I think Bill has a hard time with millennials. The whole, you know, the whole new, you know, change in person that, you know, all these gadgets people have. I, 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 I don't know if Bill can handle it. I don't know if Bill can handle all these all these new minds and whatnot. I just eh. a guy like of Chase Winovich, a guy like Chase Winovich had a lot of promise coming out of college. He 
he he is the deaf. You look up millennial in the, in the dictionary. He's the de- he he's the picture of it right there. That guy. Of, of course he doesn't, Mike. He's old school. <laughs> uh, by the way, Romeo Cornell retiring. Coach in the NFL. Good for him. Yeah, he was he was a G when he was here. Uh good good defensive mind that guy was as well. By the way, because I got the Avalanche. Uh, Oilers game on. Did you see Paul Bissonette's hairstyle? No, I'm not watching the. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I did. He's got the George Costanza, basically. Dude, it's fucking killing me. I can't even look at him without laughing because, like, imagine like, yeah, I lost. What's the story guy. behind it? So, he's on Spitting Chicklets, that podcast with Barstool. His co-host Ryan Whitney. They had a bet who, and they made this bet. I think in like January or whatever, maybe February. Who would go farther? Whitney played for the Oilers, so he was on the Oilers bandwagon. And Biz, like me, jumps around for teams. You know, in the playoffs when your team's not in it. So he was saying Calgary will go farther than Edmonton. Well, the bet was if Edmonton goes further than Calgary, Biz has to cut his hair the way it is. If if Calgary goes further than Edmonton, then Whitney has to get a pierced ear and basically wear like the cross-dangling earring like Barry Bonds used to have. So... Obviously, Biz lost, and that's why he's got his hair the way it is. Jeez, oh, yeah, he looks ridiculous. It's hilarious, though. It really, <laughs> it really is. He got the George Costanza, even though he's not bald. Dude, we should absolutely do that to you. Go ahead. No, really, can we? I'll have fun with that. Like, dude, imagine we go down to Philly, and that's <laughs> your <laughs> Sit my ass down, you can buzz my hair. Oh, or just shit. buzz it in Philly. That would be funny. Yeah, dude. Jesse wants us down there. We'll go down there. Have a weekend. Be a good time. Um, get, a, get a water ice. A water ice and a hoogie. By the way, oh, Aaron Donald signs two years, $60 million deal with the LA Rams. Rams. I still don't think it's enough. That guy is just an absolute animal. Good for him getting a Super Bowl and getting his money. Yeah, he's easily, easily one of the best defensive players ever. Um, all right, Mikey, are you all set with the, the Patriots? Uh, am I all set with them? No. Am I done for now? Yeah. Oh, he's such a fucking wise ass. Let's go ah! over to, to your local nine. The Red <laughs> Sox. My funny bone. Hold on. The Red Sox, they've cooled off a little, but they did just sweep the Oakland Athletics over the weekend in Oakland three games. Uh, I think the T-ball team down the street could have swept the A's. But how do you feel about your Red Sox this week? This is what you this is what you got to do though. You got to beat up on the shit teams, and and they have done that. Except Baltimore, for some reason, for some reason they struggle with Baltimore. I don't get it at all. Especially look, that one pitcher that always shuts them down, the lefty kid. I've been saying though, get back to five hundred. Just get back to five hundred. Here they are. It's a new se- It's a it's a it's a brand new it's a brand new season now. And as of right now, the Sox have that last wild card spot as of right now. Which is uh, crazy, in my opinion. By the way, the Bruins just posted a picture saying "Thank you, Bruce." Oh, that's that's nice. That that's fantastic. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm, they really. I'm sure they mean it. Mean it. Way to no, copy but, me, jackass. But, but friggin' uh, yeah. So the Red Sox now have that third wild card spot. Thanks, thanks to you know who. Who? Thanks to guess who? John Henry. The, the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. Oh baby. my God! Yeah, couple a couple of episodes ago, I said, 
Oh, yeah. They're playing. I mean, the LA Angels are playing pretty damn good baseball right now. They're in first place in the AL West. What's not to like over there? But yeah, it'll, I'm sure. That I, I I think I said quote for quote. They'll shit down their spine or something like that. Sure enough, a few weeks later, the Angels the Angels have lost 11 straight, and they are now under 500. And the Sox have moved up in the standings, and this is where we are. Red Sox Angels now have a four game series on the West Coast. By the way, really quick, I'm always bitching about the times. East Coast, West Coast, it's not fair. MLB, oh, they were so not, they were so great, so so uh, thoughtful. They moved the game back to 9:40. You hit it, it's not 10 o'clock, Anthony. Baseball game got moved back 20 minutes. You got a look 9, out 9:40 first pitch. Now I'll be in bed by one. <laughs> in your footy pajamas. Yeah, footy pajamas, banky in the mouth, you know, freaking thumb up my ass. It'll be fun. Uh, all right. Personally, for me, I go with the pointer finger, but whatever. Yeah, but the, uh, <laughs> the fucking the Red Sox, mate. You know, I mean, you knew they were going to hit. You knew they were going to hit. They're starting to hit the ball. Yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep going back to it. Their pitching sucks. I, I think they put Bonds in the DL. Good. Get him out of here. He's, he's, having a, he's, have, he's having a rough season. The starting pitching still isn't great. Like I, I still don't like the idea of Rich Hill going out there every five games. I, I think it's like, like if that guy's breaking ball isn't on, forget about it. He sucks. And that's I, yeah, go ahead. That's the problem with the Red Sox. They have no pitching. If Nothing. they had pitching, they'd be you know firmly planted in that first wild card spot because they have no pitching and the offense has not hit, which it will. You know they'd be a legitimate wild card team. I wouldn't say contending with the Yankees. But they'd be about five to seven games closer than they are yeah. right now to the Yankees. And, you know, it, but that's the thing. When they want to spend money, they're going to spend the money and they're going to upgrade the team. And then they'll be at the top of the division. I don't believe, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think that's well, why Hein Bloom is here. I think, I think Hein Bloom is here so they can just, you know, not spend as much and develop our own talent. When you should be able to do both, absolutely should be able to do both with this market and this team, but they won't. That's the re- that's that's the whole reason Hein Bloom is here. You saw it with Mookie Betts. His ass got shipped out of town. He was a homegrown talent. See you later. Xander Bogarts, homegrown talent. Spend the money when you need it. Well, now's the time now's the time we need Xander Bogarts if we're, if we're gonna if we're gonna compete for a World Series. He's gonna be out the door and probably Rafael Devers too. So I I I I don't like where this team is going. I have no confidence that they will spend when they need to. Because they're not doing it now. Let me ask you. Next after the season, Aaron Judge is a free agent. Do you would you want the Sox to sign him? Eighty-one games at Fenway, kinda. In a deep, but it's like who would I? Because it's like if you're bringing in Aaron Judge, is he going to be outfield or DH? I was thinking first base. Oh, eh. Get a real first baseman. That's what I would just get a real first base. I don't care that he's six six. Can you pick the ball out of the dirt when you need to? Just I mean, Aaron Pool Aaron Pools. Albert Pools played first base. You could teach Aaron Judge to play first base. Yeah, but I think I feel like Pools was like I don't know. I feel like he's kind of built for it. Judge, I feel like, isn't really like yeah, he's a big dude, but can he pick the ball out of the dirt is my whole thing. I don't know. Just have him practice it. Okay, I guess I, I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, you've seen 
you seen Bobby Dahlback over there have him practicing. He's young. He's played. I mean, I know he's played third base his whole career. Now he's at first, but he has a rough time. He can't play the position. Franchi Cordero, he looks a little sketchy. So it's like I'd rather them just try to go get a regular first baseman. All right, fine. If you're going to ask me that, I'd stick Aaron Judge in left field because the man Verdugo is Verdugo sucks. Huh? Because Verdugo sucks. Oh, now you hate him. Well, no, I, I don't hate him. I, like, I still like him, but look. Told you he sucks. He's, he's, he's not what I thought he was going to be. No, but first of all, he tried to kiss all the uh, Red Sox fans' ass by sucking up to David Ortiz, but whatever. I stick Aaron Judge in left field because if Manny Ramirez can play left field, anybody can. And yeah. by the way, Aaron Judge is like a foot taller, a foot shorter than the fence at Yankee Stadium in right field, and he can't rob a home run. So why bother try to have him do it at Fenway? Just play left field. You know, you'll just play the ricochets off the wall, and you'll smoke about 50 homers over the monster every season. I don't know. It's just something that I was thinking the other day. Like, the Sox have been too quiet the last couple off seasons financially with free agents. I feel like they're going to make a massive splash with Judge in the offseason. I, I don't want – see, like, what I want is, like, if you say Aaron Judge is playing 81 games at Fenway, fine. But but if, but – they need like like we just talked about. They need pitching. They can't go anywhere without pitching. I would much rather them spend that on an arm. But there's everyone keeps saying, oh, oh, blah blah blah. Starting pitchers don't go as far anymore. Well, make a starting pitcher go far again. I'm I'm so. Oh, I've already ranted about this. The whole Blake Snell thing from a few years ago. How how much that aggravated the shit out of me. But no, yes, a pitcher a pitcher can go more than five if you want him to. But if you're just going to look at a fucking computer screen, he never will. Yeah, the baseball nerds have ruined the game. Yeah, I've already ranted about this, and I get myself all pissed off about it. So, All right, well, let me uh, switch gears for a minute and rant about my <laughs> local line baseball team. Go for it, baby. Go for it. I'll give, I'll give you the floor. I'll light up a doobie and listen. Just All right, so that. let's see. This last week, the Philadelphia Phillies, they've been shit all season. Uh, they made a couple big free agent signings in the offseason. They signed in their batting order, Kyle Schwarber and Nicholas Castellanos. You know, they got a little bullpen help with Jerry's Familia, the closer that has sucked for the Mets for the last couple of years. Really only have one pitcher. That's Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola's been below average the last what couple of seasons. Nola? Yeah. Who the fuck knows, dude? He had that one good year in 2018. Since then, all downhill. He was supposed to be the next big thing. Exactly. So... The Phillies fire their manager this week, Joe Girardi, because obviously the team's not playing up to snuff. Look, do I think it was his time to go? No, I really don't. And by the way, the Philly fans doing backflips right now because they've won three straight, including yesterday's big comeback win over the Angels. They swept the Angels, who are in the middle of an 11-game losing streak. The fucking Angels. So let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. The Angels don't get okay? me started. How about getting rid of the guy that built the fucking team for Joe Girardi to fail. You have no pitching. The bullpen's pathetic. Kyle Schwarber only hits a home run when you're in the lead by at least four. Okay. Castellanos hasn't hit to what he thought. Uh, Bohm's not hitting, but yeah, let, let's, let's blame Joe Girardi for not having a fucking pitching staff. It just, it made me pissed off the other day. I saw it because it's such a lazy narrative in Philly when things aren't going right. Just fire the coach. I mean, you see it in basketball, fire Doc Rivers. That one's legit. Fire Joe Girardi. Fire whoever's coaching the Flyers. They don't even have a Flyers coach right now. You know, they wanted to get rid of Doug Peterson the year after he won the Super Bowl, for Christ's sakes. It's like, it's such a lazy narrative to fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the coach. 
why don't we hold these players accountable for something? Let's do that. Maybe that'll work for a fucking change. Yeah, Bruins. Yeah, exactly. But no, that's all I wanted to say on that. The Girardi not your, pissed me off. Uh, it's it's not your middle school, high school Phillies anymore. That's no. Like, that's a reference to it, like when we were in middle school, high school. Yeah, when they were good. They had Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, fucking Chase was Udley. Sick. Team oh. was good, man. I just I don't understand what, like they just placated to the fans. They the fans wanted Schwarber and Castellanos. They we don't got those two. They you know, did. Just, that team I, had Cole Hamels and Cliff together, right? Or was that Texas? Texas. They didn't. They had. Well, no, they did have them together, but they didn't win. Alliday was there. Yeah, they they only won with Lee. Like yeah. I, I mean, with Hamels, Lee came in 2019. I mean, in 2009, and then Halliday, I believe, is 2010. But still, a dominant fucking pitching staff. Now Bradley. you have Zach Wheeler, and that's it. Aaron Nola. Somebody on Twitter a while ago said that Aaron Nola is to the Phillies what Ivan Provorov is to the Flyers, and it's so fucking legit. That's a pretty good comparison. So that's Aaron just Nola my two cents on the like, Phils. What's that? That's just my two cents on the Phillies. What's their record right now? Are they are they above five hundred? No, they might be at five hundred. I can certainly take a look, but it doesn't matter because you know they can't beat the Mets again. Mets they have Mets no in... pitching. Yeah, the Mets look pretty good. Yeah, because they fucking <laughs> bought like everybody. Oh, Pete Alonso's been there. Some of those guys have been there. Lindor, they got. Yeah, fair enough. They paid. Yeah. Who else? I can't might... stand him though, Lindor. He's just they got uh. See, I can't stand Alonzo. He's like the weirdest dude. I actually like Lindor. I'm trying to. All right, so the Phillies, Phillies are 25 and 29, in third place in the NL East, 11 games back of the Mets. But that third wild card spot is telling. See what they ranked in that in that category. Look it up yourself, you prick. Oh, you had it right in front of you, you fucking cock. <laughs> <laughs> And now I got to piss. <laughs> uh, dude, like, honestly, my mom has said that to us before, too. All right, so what? basically. Said what? Like, my brother will say something, and my mom will be like, just shut the fuck up, you cock. Like, <laughs> let me see here. Uh, all right, so in that second wild card spot, they are four and a half games behind San Francisco. They're currently tied with the fucking Pittsburgh Pirates. Jesus. Oh, that team. How How the hell do they still have a team? I don't know. Like they I had that, as much... they had that one season where they like made the wild card game and everyone was like we made the playoffs when they really didn't. Yeah, and then that guy got into like the boxing match with the Gatorade container. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I just I don't know. It's just Oh, God. Philly sports, man, I tell you. It's the vortex of suck, Mike. It really is. It really fucking is. All the teams are pathetic. They're a waste of time. The only team I'm giving an exception to is the Eagles because they've won this decade, and they're building through the draft, which is what you have to do in the NFL. But other than that, the Flyers, wasted time. They're going to destroy their team for the next 10 years this offseason. The Phillies are pathetic. They don't know how to build a team. And the Sixers... That pro- I've said it. The process was a sham. And Bede's going to go to Miami. Harden's just going to drown like himself in booze over at Delilah's. Sounds like Boston in the 90s. 
Oh, God. Well, that sucks. Well, Mike, you got anything else for this episode? No, I think I'm good. All right. So, we're gonna, we, again, we're going to get Edom on. I do want to hear him talk about his self. So, Edom? I hardly knew him. Edom? That was a lame-ass joke, dude. <laughs> I thought it was Hey, good. credit to him, though, dude. He tried. Did you see what he did on Twitter a couple of weeks ago? We tried mm. recruiting somebody to come on our show. Really? I didn't see that. So, there was a uh, well-known female adult actress oh, that tweeted out, uh, what podcast should I go on and eat him? The nice guy that he is tagged us and said, hey, you should go on their show. I'm sure it was eat him that tagged us and not someone else? Yeah. <laughs> No, it was Edom. <laughs> I don't think you liked it. But no, no it was... Uh, Nothing one, to show yet, I don't think. It was one Miss Riley Reed. That would have been a great interview. Really? Yes. Hmm. What do you even talk about, though? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. What, what's your favorite sports team? Yeah, I was... Okay, that's what I was hoping you were going to say. Not... Not what's the biggest dick you've ever taken? That up, anyways. No, I have class. Remember the time? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember the time? Yeah, what? Remember the time in college, you took me to that uh, oh, that God. adult superstore there, and you were like, "Dude, no. yeah, remember it was in West no. Roxbury, and you were no, going." I don't. You, I really don't. And you go, "Dude, we're going to walk in," and you're just like, "Whatever you do, just don't laugh." And I'm like, "Okay, what the fuck." So then, like, you walk in. Oh, the, oh there's the, Denim. Denim, that's what it is. Behind the Chinese restaurant there. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. The, now now I got you. There's this two-foot-long dildo <laughs> called the Great American Challenge. Okay. I look over. You're smirking. And then you knock over a fucking shelf of DVDs. Dude, I think we both sprinted out of there. We couldn't stop laughing. Oh, man. I was just laughing so hard I ripped ass. I probably caught, I probably caught on the camera. Audio. Dude, you fucking no, like, because I don't even know how you did it. I didn't. I didn't expect to. Like, I knew there were videos and like shit, shit around, but I didn't expect to walk in and just see a two foot dildo in front of my face. Dude, but how did you manage to knock over an entire shelf of movies? Because, because this is me you're dealing with here. <laughs> oh man, that shit cracks me up. Yeah, that. I think I turned around thinking. Yeah. Like, like, I was going into the next section, and there was still like an extended level of DVDs. Yeah, no, yeah. All of a sudden, they crash, bang, and I'm just like, I'm done. I can't. Then you fucking red face. By the way, weird, <laughs> weird, weird, weird uh, subject change here. But so the last <sighs> two weeks, I've had to call baseball and softball tournaments for work, right? Nice. And I, and I meant to tell you this: if you ever want a guaranteed win of a bet, there's two things you will. Every time here, when going to a baseball or softball game, professional, college, high school, whatever. Play ball. Center field by John Fogarty or fucking Bruce Springsteen. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard those two things in the last two Glory weeks. Glory days, that song. That one or um, oh, what's another? Like Born in the USA is always yeah. being played. And it's like, oh, man. As long as not, as long as I'm not playing like that depressing ass shit by Bruce Springsteen, then then, then that's fine. Thunder Road. Hey, by the way, by the way, I can take you high. 
By the way, my last uh, thing, because then I'll be done for the night. I might have brought this up on the show before. I know I've tweeted about it. Can we stop just fucking taking pictures of Axl Rose living his life out in public and posting it? Can you just let the man live? You'd be doing the same shit if you saw him. No, I, I would. Yeah, pro- you'd be up there. Dude, you would be up there with a great two-foot American dildo challenge right up there in Axl Rose's face. No, I would go over. I. It all depends where I would see him. I would most likely go over and just say, hi. Like, I wouldn't want a picture with him because I wouldn't want to, like, be annoying like that. I would just say, hey, you know, whatever. But, like, people are, like, posting pics of him online that he's living a great life. Great. Let him live his life. He's out touring again. He's having a blast. This is another year, two years in a row they've toured. I don't know. It just, I would hate to have my life like that where, like, people are posting pictures of me just because I'm walking down the street with a smile. Wait, are you going to a country show at Fenway? No. I'm working Country Fest out here in July, though. Why? No, I'm I'm only going to the Country Fest thing because the guy I'm working with is a riot. Uh, yeah, that's the only reason you're going. Have you seen the video where I tried to shoot the t-shirt gun and it, like, ran out of air? It, it went two feet. <laughs> Just straight up limp dick in front of everybody. <laughs> that same thing happened to me once at a selfish game. Like, like I feel <laughs> like there's, like, 20 in the fucking arena. And, like, he probably wasn't even pointing at me for all I know. I was, like, sixth row on the balcony. I'm, like, waving my hand. He's, like, looking around waving my hand. He looked like he pointed right at me. But it could have been the other fucking, you know, 5,000 people in front of me. But and he, and he went, and it went, like, seven rows, like, behind. And I'm way the fuck in the other, and the fucking nosebleeds. I went to one in Philly a couple of years, like, way, probably when they still sucked, but... They shot the t-shirt cannon, and it went right through my hands. And I was like, oh, that's pathetic. I look like an idiot. Back at the Wachovia Center. Nah, it was still the Wells Fargo. So, Wachovia. It's the last time they were good when there was the Wachovia Center. But, all right, Mike, you got anything else for this episode? Uh, no. And uh, now we're going to go into another five-minute conversation, right? <laughs> No, I have a piece of cake calling my name at the kitchen table, so I'm done for the night. Is that like a piece of ass you're referring to? <laughs> no, no. I've oh, already okay. used my tube sock for the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Until next episode, buddy. This is also sponsored by Vaseline. Uh, have a good one.